Welcome to Journey Partners. I'm Mark Connolly. And I'm Tonya Gajuso. This podcast is for those of you who are curious for change, want more happiness in your life, and want out of your self-sabotage cycle. We want to share our stories with you so that you see you're not alone in your struggles. By chance, Mark and I met years ago. We became close friends, and before we knew it, we created a safe space for each other. And that's what we want to do for you. Because for all of us, when we feel that we're in a safe space, that's when we can explore what's at the root of our struggles, and that can lead to overcoming obstacles. So get ready to step into our safe space where you'll find so many ways to grow into your true self. And become the best version of you. Welcome to episode three of Journey Partners with Mark and Tonya. Dialing down the dialogue. Mm, I love that one. And... How do we not rely on external validation so that we can learn what truly makes us happy? And so, like, how do we go about doing that? Um, Well, I think first and foremost, um, it requires you having a relationship with yourself. Easier said than done, right? Well, that's what I've been avoiding my whole (laughs) life. (laughs) So why we're here, babes. Yeah. And um, I think... One way of looking at this episode mm. is that it is like a self-awareness boot camp. Mm, How's that grab that. you? Yeah, love that. <laughs> and I think that most of us throughout of our, our lives are really used to almost being like lab rats, you know, tapping that button um, for that dopamine-like hit of external validation. And we're here to work on that with you to switch it from external to internal to self-awareness and self-confidence. Yeah, I love that example you give of like the lab rat and the dopamine hit. And it's like in the world we're so tuned in and tapped into the world telling us how we're doing. Mm -hmm. It's not often that we learn to develop a relationship with ourselves or even to know what does our inner dialogue sound like. And yet it's so important that we are like these marionette puppets just performing for a show, not even knowing what it is that we want. Yeah, exactly. And I think that until you learn to have an internal Mm -hmm. dialogue with yourself, you'll carry on tapping that button and getting that dopamine hit. Um, And... Some of the ways that you can connect with your own internal dialogue is via meditation or yoga or breath work, even oracle cards. Mm, Spooky as that may sound. (laughs) Um, Prayer, exercise, writing, listening to music or aromatherapy. But some of my own personal favorites are what I call moving meditations, such as cooking which I love and Mm -hmm. you know I love, Uh, and riding my bike along the river, both, as I said, moving meditations. They get me into the zone. They get me... Obviously, they're solo. And I'm really focused on new ideas. They help me be creative. They help get my juices flowing. And I'm really just in the 
moment. Yeah, and I think you just nailed it right there. And I've gone with you on one of your moving meditations. I mean, I benefit from your cooking meditations, <laughs> very much so. But then I've also go on bike rides with you along the Hudson. And it does, you go into this just tranquil state. And I know before I even got into meditation, unbeknownst to me, I was using jogging as a way to clear my mind, as a way to just get focused and centered. And I remember I would do this first thing in the morning because if I didn't, I would be all scrambled throughout the day because all of that dialogue going in my head. And I remember just running and then I would get to this place of Zen, of just clear headed and everything was just kind of simple. And I didn't have the monkey mind going. And I think that that's kind of um, this preconceived notion that, you know, meditation is this, you have to sit there and do it. But like you said, there are these things that move in meditation because really all meditation is, is you getting focused, centered, and in a place where you are present to the now and listening to your internal dialogue. Yeah, and I think that if you if you threw this back at most people who jog, and there's a lot of people who jog early in the morning or at night, they would never imagine that they were doing a moving meditation that's in some or many ways a very spiritual thing. They wouldn't think that they were connecting to their spiritual side and to their most authentic selves. Most people will say they get in the zone when they jog. Well, the zone covers a multitude of things, don't you think? Absolutely. And I think that that's part of the world, the, the word of spiritual, and it confuses things. Whereas you and I have really just figured out or defined spirituality as just forming a relationship with yourself. Absolutely. And so really what we want to discuss today is like, how do you tune into yourself and develop that relationship exactly? Yeah. I mean, how do you learn to do that? Because tuning into yourself looks and feels totally, radically mm -hmm. different than tuning into other people's opinions and ideas of yourself. And um, it's almost like learning a, a new language or upgrading to a new 2.0 operating system of yourself. Yeah, and I love that you put it in context of a language because it's like going into a new country that you don't speak the language and then not understanding anything. Well, when you do, and no one tells you this, expansion, self-development work, self-awareness. When you go on this journey, you need a new language to start learning the signposts along the way and how to have that internal dialogue with yourself. And it's it's crazy because I remember when I first started doing this and it's where you and I met and I, you know, we did a yoga teacher training and it's when I first decided to really go within. And when I first started doing this, I remember people... You know, people in my life, my friends thought I was such a weirdo and they were afraid that I was turning into a Buddhist. Whoa, 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 wait, back that one up. What do you mean by that? Yeah, because I was actually meditating for like a half hour in the morning and really tuning into myself and actually not asking people anymore for their opinions and trying to figure out things on my own. Yeah, they were afraid that I was like turning radically into a new religion or just well, something. Well, you were cutting yourself off from them in one way, right? Yeah, and I was, right, absolutely. I wasn't, it's almost like I was leaving the tribe, if you will. But instead, I was really deciding to take myself on a journey of self-discovery. And I think that that's really what this episode is about, is like learning to tune into yourself. And it's learning to check in to see what am I feeling? 
When you're doing something, do I enjoy this? Am I learning new things about myself? You know, how do I feel versus how am I supposed to feel? Because I know before I started meditating traditionally, I had a monkey mind. You know, the jogging worked, but I had a car accident. And so I couldn't jog anymore. And that's really when that tool was taken away, I needed something else. And meditation did that. And it slowed down my monkey mind. And it had me start plugging into examining myself and listening to my internal dialogue versus tuning into the external. Okay. Well, I mean, I I would go along with that 110%. I mean, I, you know, I have my own versions of of the same story when I embarked on my journey. Um, you know, it was it was kind of the same thing, but my inner dialogue uh, when we both started on our journey at the same time mm-hmm. in the same place yep. and thankfully met one another for that um, support. Well, my um, idea was, or my internal dialogue was, well, I don't have anything in common with these people because I was incredibly judgmental. Judgment was in my DNA. Mm -hmm. And in a way, it had to be because of the nature of my work. For 25 years, I was a style director at, at Condé Nast. And Practically, you have to take a test to make sure that there is yeah. judgment in your DNA because yeah. it's a requirement. But it, it, I took it, you know, 100 steps too far and it affected my entire life. So I'm going to our teacher training and I'm like, community, ugh, don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a community-minded person. Group activities, ooh, no, scary. Sweaty Lululemon leggings, um, you know, rubber yoga mats, um, mala beads, chanting, more chanting, mm-hmm. singing, sharing feelings and emotions. Oh, I was on judgment overload before I even started the course. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Um, self-awareness. It gave, it gave me major, major self-awareness, enough to know when I'm judging and know when to dial it down, except sometimes yeah. when we'd leave the class and I'd, we'd be walking back to my place and I'd be pointing out, oh, those shoes don't go with that bag or, oh, I don't like that haircut or, oh, she should change that lip color. But I'm much better now, I'm pleased to say. I do know when to and how to recognize it and dial it down. Um, But except for myself. Mm. And, you know, when I did not become a yoga teacher, although I graduated, I didn't make that choice. um, I thought it was a bit of a failure, but actually it wasn't because look where I ended up. Much more self-aware much more self-confident, creating a whole, you know, healing program and being able to talk about feelings, emotions and my journey like we're doing now. Yeah, and this journey in doing the teacher training led you to your Mark Connolly alchemy and to what it is that you do now. But it's so funny because I think you nailed it. Like the name of the game is self-awareness. And I remember walking out of you know, the yoga studio with you and you just being Mr. Judgy. And then you were judging yourself on being Mr. Judgy. <laughs> but then I had pointed out, well, sure, but look, it, it, it's so crazy that it 
just goes to show how deeply ingrained conditioning is. Because before you decided to go internal, you had no idea that this dialogue was even going on. It was on automatic, right? Oh my God, conditioning is dialogue. Yep. It's, That's an old language, an old program. Exactly. And it's our subconscious. And like the whole point is to bring it to our conscious. And I was pointing out to you, like, I understand that you're being judgy, but now you're aware of it. And it, and once it's in our awareness is when it starts to transform. It's when we could do something about it versus being in denial about it. And so it was always just funny to point that out and see you going, but it was um, showing that you were you were doing it. You were growing. You were becoming aware of what it is. And I do remember when I first also started doing the yoga training, like I had my own, you know, reasons for going in. And of course it it had to do with a, another relationship that I had. Uh-oh, that was, here we go. Yeah, here we go again. Repeat, different man. Um, yeah, I was with someone who uh, was not the best for me. Uh, was very controlling, was manipulative, wanted to tell me what to do with my business. And I was so desperate for love and to have connection in a relationship with someone that, you know, when he told me that he loved me, I said, I loved you back, even though I know I didn't. And I knew that this wasn't good for me. And eventually we did end up breaking up. But at that point, I kind of was really scared that I was going along with something that I know wasn't good for me. But you were dealing with somebody else's expectations of you. Yes, and I went with it because I had no expectations of me. I mean, if you talk to any of my friends, they would never tell you that. But this is the whole point of it. I was even in denial of where I was at. And it wasn't until, you know, we went into the training and I really started to have and form an internal dialogue and via meditation for me that I started to recognize my voice wasn't even my own. No wonder why I was looking for it all over the place. When I tuned in, my voice was my mom. My voice was my friends. My voice was my grandmother. It was all of these external voices and I had to strip them away one by one to finally, finally hear my own voice. And it just came down to the truth that like I just didn't trust myself. And that's why I was always leaning on external support because I just didn't believe in myself. And so, you know, I went into this training for one thing and came out recognizing and finding a voice for myself. But that's the whole point, you know, is just learning that internal dialogue that then connected me to like my true authentic self so that I could now just continue on that journey and just hear what it is that I really think about things. And share it with others. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's what we are trying to do here is you know, it's the analogy of the puppet. You know, if we are always looking for other things to make us happy and we don't have a dialogue with ourselves, we are not going to be tuned in to what makes us happy. So it's about allowing yourself to start experimenting with new things that might make you happy. And the road there is to follow your curiosity on things. Ooh, yeah. What's the... What's the one or, or what are the few things that you've always wanted to do for yourself but have never been able to because perhaps you were afraid of other people's judgment? Yeah. And it doesn't have to be anything complicated. Or I mean, it can be literally, well, one of the things for me was going for a ride on the carousel in Central Park by myself just because I felt like, just because I wanted to get in touch with my inner child and it was a great day, that's what I wanted to do. But 
had I been with somebody else, or, you know, it's, it's not the kind of thing a, a grown man does by himself. But you judgment, know what? <laughs> judgment. <laughs> but that, I think that's why the curiosity is the beautiful thing versus like do the thing that makes you happy. Because if you're trying to find new ways to make you happy, happy's not going to lead you there. So curiosity is this, like, you know, yeah, it's like a little side road that takes you there. And I remember for me, I, I started to take um, singing lessons. Oh, I remember. And it scared the shit out of me. And, but something about it excited me. But it was so scary. But this was also then helping with the voice. But curiosity led me there. I have another one that we both did together. Five Rhythms. Oh, we that's right. We both flung ourselves into this freedom of movement, five rhythms dance class. We had no oh, clue what we were going to. But it was the greatest free, and we judged it, and then we oh, yeah. witnessed the judgment, and then it was the freest thing in the world. So it's exactly what we're saying. It might not look like something that you normally do, but... There's a reason why we're mentioning all this, because your mission, if you choose to accept it this week, is to take yourself out on a date. It can be something as simple as taking 15 minutes for yourself to just have a cup of coffee or take yourself to the museum, or maybe do something outrageous like a five rhythms. But the key, key here is that you do it alone. In order to feel your feels. Yes. And I think to sit and question yourself to look at your feet you know to look at your feelings I was going to say but that kind of is it yeah. isn't it it's feel it look at it notice it listen to it love it yeah and so we want you to start learning how to create happiness for yourself and so we're not going to leave you alone on this and so Mark is going to lead you on a meditation to connect you to your happiness Thank you, Tonya. Now, I'd like you all to sit up straight with a straight spine. If you can put your feet on the floor, please do so. Close your eyes and take a deep inhale and loud exhale through the mouth. And do that two more times. Deep inhale through the nose. Loud exhale from the mouth. And one more. Now gently rest your hands on your knees, palms facing upwards. And continue your relaxed breathing. And at the same time, imagine that there is a golden white light entering your crown. And you're going to use your breath to guide that light from the crown right down to your heart center. And at your heart center, I want you to picture the most beautiful faceted cut emerald stone. And you're using your breath and the light and guide it to hit that stone and make it spin. And use your breath to guide the light, to shine it onto the emerald as it's spinning in your heart area. And I want you to see 
and feel those beautiful crystalline emerald rays spinning and shining all around your chest area, all around your heart, and feel that beautiful emerald green rays of love, those deeply healing green rays shining and bouncing off your chest area. And really feel the beautiful feeling of being lit up with that healing emerald green light. And take a deep inhale and guide that beautiful emerald green light down to your belly button. And with another inhale, keep moving that light down to below your belly button. Slowly filling up your body with this exquisite, healing, emerald green light. And another inhale and move it down through the hips, down through the legs, to the knees, down the calves and into the feet. And really feel the lower part of your body being energized and healed and feeling the love. And now move the emerald green light from the heart area up to the throat, up to the brow area and the crown, filling the top half of your body and the head with the exquisite, healing, crystalline emerald green light. And move it down along the shoulders, down through the arms and into the hands. And now just sit for a moment, full of the beautiful, loving, emerald green light that is deeply healing and energizing. And just take a few inhales through the nose and exhales from the mouth. And feel the power of that deeply healing emerald green light. And repeat after me, either out loud or to yourself. I am love. I am worthy. I am complete. I am whole. I am myself. And now take a deep inhale and hold the breath and imagine your whole body vibrating with that emerald green light and as you exhale, shoot the light out from your hands, your feet and your skull almost like a superhero, shining that light and that love and that energy for everybody else out there. Feel your whole body vibrating with that emerald green light. 
and now take another deep inhale and hold as you place your hands on your heart, feeding your heart with more of that emerald green light. And exhale. And now take a deep inhale and an exhale as you relax your hands back onto your knees, open your eyes, and you're back in the room. Mm. Thank you so much. It's like I took a journey into the Emerald City. So, so perfect. And thank you everyone for joining us this week. And join us for episode four, where we will talk about Dark Night of the Soul. So we're really going there? Yes, we are. Namaste, Namaste, bitches. Thank you for listening to this episode of Journey Partners, where we hope that our stories and conversations are helping you on your own journey of growth and leading to a life of joy. I'm Mark Connolly, and if you'd like to learn more about me and my work, you can go to my website, markconnollyalchemy.com, and follow me on Instagram at Mark Reiki. And I'm Tonya Gajuso, and if you'd like to learn more about me and the work that I do, you can go to my website, tonyag.com, and follow me on Instagram at tonya.g1. Peace out, partners. And see you next episode. 